Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Episode 154, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Hello and welcome back to the LodgeCast. I'm your LodgeMaster. With me as always is Brother Bishki. I too fear snakes. And we got Brother Lucas in the back. LodgeCast listeners, again we see there is nothing you can listen to which we cannot take away. And you thought we had given up. You chose the wrong LodgeCasters. This time it will cost you. (laughs) Just the three of us today on this grand return episode. Mm. Because everyone has seen the movie. Everybody (laughs) on God's green earth has seen Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny already. Yeah. Or decline scene. Or decline. Everyone over 30, you know, anyone under 30 doesn't give a shit. Right. They're like, Indiana, what? Yeah. Yeah. So we are back in a big way. This is our big tentpole return episode. (laughs) Last time it was Top Gun Maverick. Mm. Which was a hit. Which was a hit and a religious theatrical experience for us all. It's the exception to the rule that, yes, sometimes legacy sequels can work (laughs) like gangbusters. Yeah. And, uh, I mean... I don't know about you guys. Actually, I do know about you guys. You guys have probably read and heard a bunch of shit about this. Oh, man. I have def- in. I've definitely been tainted a little bit. I've, I've, I've seen too many headlines. No, I, I have only heard word of mouth from Brother Justin and from my father, mm. the Lodge father. Mm. And those words were positive. So mm. I know that this is supposed to be... <laughs> A stinker or a bomb or what? All I I, I ask is that it's better than the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That's all I ask. Yeah, none of us like that. But yeah, the vibe I got with Crystal Skull when it was coming out was like that of like an uncle just getting out of prison. And it's like, oh, let's see if, you know, Uncle Indy is like rehabilitated and like a citizen of society. And this movie, it feels like Uncle Indy's died, but they found some long lost like eight millimeter reel of his last adventure. And today we're going to find out if it's like a snuff film or not. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. I choose to take a leap of faith into this film mm-hmm. with love and light because we're back, y'all. And we are prepped and primed for this. We watched in one day all four Indiana Jones Oof. movies, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Oof. Temple of Doom, Last Crusade, and, and yes, <laughs> The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which we went, watching, in, we went into that with love and light. We're like, maybe oh. this is better because we'd only seen it once. Watching that after the original trilogy, which no. is a perfect 80s trilogy. It's perfect. Like, done. 
And then you watch Crystal Skull, which is like definitely the episode just one. A fucking like, barnacle, hey, like crystal barnacle hanging like on the underside of the, the ship. The Phantom Menace, half a bone, maybe. Like yeah, I uh, gave it one bone. Yeah, it's a total misfire from top to bottom, like yeah. ev- from everything: story, concept, cast, aesthetic. I was like, actually, oof. I was giving it so much slack. I was actually kind of into it, even after the fridge nuke. And then I can't defend it after that. I mean, no. if, if if they had mid-journey AI or chat GBT in 2007, 2008, it, Crystal Skull would be like the prototype of what they like <laughs> fed into the machine yeah. and the machine spit that out. But for some reason, that predates like all the IP wars. It was like right before we got right. obsessed with nostalgia. But for some reason, like Spielberg was like, Let's let's see if there's still, you know, an audience for this. George Lucas needed his alien Indiana Jones movie yeah. and he got it. Yeah. Man, and did now he ever. Harrison Ford is 80 years old. Yes. He's older than my father. I mean, I could just imagine my father in an Indiana Jones yes. movie. And, and they're, they're going to do some de-aging. I didn't even watch the trailer. So I don't even know. I, the trailer made me laugh and not in a good way. But <laughs> but maybe they just had a bad trailer. Oh, man. I mean, how are we going to keep our spirits up? Mm. <laughs> no, we got, we're going in with love and light. I mean, our expectations are low, so we can't. Um, we're not going to we're not going to get hurt by this one. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just like and it's just a dumb summer movie. Let's do it. Let's do it. Saddle up. We're back. We're back. <laughs> just the three of us. Just, we can make it if we try. Just the three of us for the rest of your life. It feels good to be back, y'all. Love and light. Love and light. In this world, there's much confusion, and I taste the city life, and it's not for me. I do dream of distant places Where I don't know now But it's destiny If it's the rich life I don't want it Happiness ain't always material things The places we've been, the things we've seen, and the relics we've fondled. We are back from Indiana Jones. We traveled through space and time. We dialed in. Indy's back, baby. He's back. One last victory lap around the uh, Indiana Jones track. Oh, boy. Before we get into it. Fishy. What's that shot? Rotten Tomatoes. Daredevil archaeologist Indiana Jones races against time to retrieve a legendary dial. That's right. That can change the course of history. Accompanied by his goddaughter, he soon finds himself squaring off against Jurgen Jurgen Voller, a former Nazi who works for NASA. Period. 
That's it. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> they end on a NASA note, on a sour NASA note, like making NASA the fucking Nazi villains. What a fucking shitty Rotten Tomatoes synopsis. <laughs> Fuck that anti-NASA shit. <laughs> it's true. They hired some Nazis. Some NASA Nazis. Hashtag NASA Nazis. So we catch up with Indy back in the day at the end of World War II, and uh, we got a little bit of... The Irishman syndrome. <laughs> they they move the headstones, but they didn't move the bodies. Yes, the age by how much? Forty years. Yeah, and <laughs> they forgot to de-age one thing. What is it, folks? What did they forget to deep fake? And we know they can do it because we heard it on that George Clooney movie. His voice. They forgot to deep fake the voice. So you see, I mean. It's getting crossing the streams. It's, crossing the streams. It's getting better. The technology's getting better. It is getting but, better. But w- it, even if there's a little bit of a chasm between believability and video game face, oh yeah. man, then that's too much. Boy, you the, know, the voice doesn't match the face. Uncanny yeah. indie. Uncanny indie. His voice is 80 years young, <laughs> oh, and it man. is so strange to see that DH face talk with that voice and also with the irishman <laughs> with the infamous de niro shopkeep beatdown his body is bernie sanders body you know mm-hmm. like you see the way he moves is an 80 year old man unless it's on top of a train at night and then it's the yeah. digi spider-man like weightless where he's just jumping around and let me let me bring that love and light that we promised at the at the beginning I had no issues. I enjoyed all the set pieces at the beginning with with all of this uh, Nazis on a train and Mm -hmm. all this daring do. But it's just it's that digital alteration that I can't I can't get fully invested. It makes it it, meaningless. It's just not distracting. But I get it. What else are they supposed to do? We're making an Indiana Jones movie. Indiana Jones, as people know and love him, is a strapping 40-year-old, <laughs> you know? So yeah, people, what, are, what are they supposed to do? Yeah, no, I thought it was fine. Um, I was into the opening. You know, it's Mangold. He can shoot. And I, I, thought, it was, I thought it was much more in the spirit of yeah. the, the original trilogy. Absolutely. Like, than, you know... Um, the bad one it almost <laughs> felt like i'd been cheated though because it's not just like a cold open it's like 30 minutes of act one it's a lot with a young deep fake digi ford and i'm thinking like they took my money they got my money <laughs> and they're giving me a fucking you know chucky e. cheese rat musician <laughs> singing happy birthday to me man he's heating up i knew lucas was having a rough time oh I knew yeah that. we were lucas was right in between us and there was some turbulence he was mm, yeah oh yeah that's that's about right he was uh <laughs> he was ah uh, he was signed he was shifting. Oh, I felt like Don Corleone looking at Sonny's corpse. Like, look what they <laughs> did to my boy. Well, listen. They again, massacred my boy. Again, love and light. They can't get worse than Crystal Skull. This is no. not worse than Kingdom no. of the Crystal Skull. It, it looks a lot better than Crystal Skull. It looks way better. It, it, Slightly better. 
Mm, no, way no, better. No. The effects in Crystal Skull are so bad because it was 15 years ago. And the direction is better than Crystal Skull. And the direction Skull. is better than Crystal Skull. Like, it is. By a country mile. Mangold is a professional and, like, visually. Like, yeah. Spielberg obviously checked out before crystal skull I don't know even started shooting it was one of the worst looking spielberg so movies now ever, he's yeah. like he's like yeah i'm totally out god be with you james <laughs> mangold so yeah uh love and light bishki come on let's let's keep that pump no, because lucas is going to counteract that <laughs> i mean basically i mean at their heart like india jones is pure action adventure it's so you need like maybe three, maybe four action set pieces. And we got those. And we got those. You need to kind of move around the world. And we did. We globe trotted. And um, so, yeah, going in like. Catching you know, up with him in the 60s. In the 60s in New York City. With a with an expensive magical mystery tour needle drop. Mm, very expensive, I'm sure. Which, it, But it is the perfect song to like show indie out of his element just being like what the fuck is this yeah you know? yeah yeah <laughs> and they're like listen man it's moon day <laughs> yeah it was, it was a little too grumpy it was a little too grand grand torino like very why, grand why, torino. why do they keep making him as an old man like so fucking grouchy and angry like, that's all that's all harrison ford i don't do. i know yeah. but i don't remember indie being that angry you know in the original trilogy well he's old now that's what they're trying to show us yeah. is that he is a man out of time and all he wants to do is sit in that recliner, but they got other plans for him. Yep, yep. And we are introduced to his goddaughter, played by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. God forbid it's a former student he taught over 40 years, right? <laughs> right. Like, God forbid he had one fucking protege, intern, <laughs> teacher's assistant, somebody that wanted some digs with him that decided to, hey, I'm going to do what he did and, like, become a grave robber. But no, it's always some ham-fisted, contrived fucking relative. Like, no one gives a fuck. <laughs> Welcome back to the LodgeCast, folks. <laughs> you know you missed that hothead. He's hotter than ever. I I love her as a performer. Bishki, this is this is my introduction. You don't to watch her. TV, so you don't know about Fleabag. I guess but, she was in one of the Star Wars movies, but this is basically my introduction to her because she's the you know front and center of yes, this one. Yes, I love her acting style and her vibe. My issue here is as it was with Crystal Skull at the center of, of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. You had the Ray Winstone character who is Indy's buddy, but he's not, but he is, but he's not. It's fucking frustrating yeah. when you have someone who's on the winning team who you continuously don't know if they're double-crossing Indy or not. It gets, yeah, especially it gets with, so tiring. with Phoebe, because she's such a lovely presence, I think. Like, move... Make, just make her, like, fully on board with Indy. Or move her scandalous intentions more up front, and then by the midpoint, they have their talk, and she's fully on board. Yeah. The whole issue here is that there's this... Archimedes dial of destiny. Take a drink whenever a they drink. say Archimedes. Oh, you'd be dead. Or the Antithica. It or is, Antica, it's, Antikathica. The dial is split in two and they have one half and they need to find the other half. And Indy's goddaughter, who he calls Wombat, oh. wa <laughs> Wombat wants to sell it at this shady stolen treasures auction in Tangiers. But before we get there, we, we do something that the original four films never did. 
and we have a fucking full-on flashback. Oh, like, we yeah. have a fucking flashback. When did we start having fucking flashbacks in Indiana Jones? Like, what the fuck is this, Casablanca? Listen, <laughs> they do go to Casablanca in this as well. I wasn't upset at the flashback. Indy's looking out the, the plane window Who and sees the flashback. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Listen, they want us to care about Lil Wombat. But I will agree that there's a problem because arguably we never get on board with Wombat fully because you can't fully trust her, which on paper probably looks like fun. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, oh, you never know who you can trust in this world. And the, the comedy, you know, romantic hijinks. Can't do that because they're not fucking. <laughs> Look, that, I, I think I, is a problem. I like Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I think she's great. Yes. But I thought she was miscast. I didn't buy her for one second as this character mm-hmm. at all. Especially when I got physical and tough. I was like, what are we doing here? This is ridiculous. Well, they're always, like, they're always making fun chase. of Shia for like swinging on the vines with monkeys. But like, <laughs> she's like, you know, I don't know. They're always chasing that Marion Ravenswood sauce. Yeah. You know? And I'm just like, they're not yeah, make her a younger student and just have it be romance. I don't care. Yeah. Like they're if they're He's eighty years old. <laughs> they're adults. Like yeah. whatever. You know. Yeah, they're consenting adults. You know, like they're, Pacino, both, they're both getting lathered up over the dial of destiny. Well, I'll tell you what. The movie lost me when the bad guys murdered Indy's like secretary, shooting her in the back. Mm, that was wild. And he has this dark. like very real heartfelt moment where he processes that she's fucking dead. Well, putting his hand in her blood. And he's trying to call 911 to get help it's so gut-wrenching it's like how how do you keep the audience like after that listen this movie ain't fucking around people die it's life and death lucas way too much death of innocence i don't think spielberg i mean i know his name's on this as ep but you're right he's checked out like he's not telling them what to do but my god like i don't think spielberg murdered that many innocent people that worked their entire lives like at a safe university institution minding their own business (laughs) wow Lucas is uh, hot, Lucas is coming for hot, blood. Hot. He's on fire. So they go to Tangiers, and when Indy walks into this uh, den of iniquity in full Indy regalia, I couldn't help but imagine like a good cosplayer at like an Ace Hotel event, like walking <laughs> walking around the bar, looking like Indiana Jones. It's it's funny to see him like in a bar with a whip and right, a hat and a hat you know yeah. I, mean, I mean there's got to be a way to do it where he's like 80 not wearing the outfit and then maybe he puts the hat on at the end or something but like no, we wanted all of it and they uh, gave us all of it get that whip <laughs> he uses it too i love the shot where everybody in the fucking place pulls their gun on him like a fucking 90s movie i i know none of them were probably holding their guns sideways but the attitude felt that way. Yeah. And then <laughs> he just fucking whips them all. Like, this movie's given you plenty to chew on, you know? And there are set pieces. There's a extended uh, Tangiers, Tangiers Tuck Tuck drive through through the streets and it looked like the like, Universal Studios backlot. I just didn't really <laughs> believe they were in Tangier. I disagree. I mean, I think this movie's expensive as hell. It was yeah. expensive as hell. It's yeah. 250 million dollars. Yeah. 300 million cry macho. Yeah. <laughs> like they spent a, a lot of money into the production design. Absolutely. And, and so I And you got Mads Mickelson. Running around, I 
when when we saw his big face walking in, I know I, I besmirched him. I'm like, oh, great. He's going to be the bad guy again. I was seeing Mads Mikkelsen and I was thinking Christoph Waltz. So oh, when yeah. Mads showed up, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is good. I oh. don't need to see Christoph Waltz again as that kind of character. Yeah, then this is the last Mads bad guy I need to sure. see. Sure. But, but, I, this, but this Mads is good. Is good. His Mads hair, is good. He has like a shock of white, white blonde hair like falling over his face. He always looks so fucking cool. Even de-aged, he looked fine. Yeah. You know? Like I'm, I was on board with this disgruntled Nazi wannabe time traveler. My only issue with that is that we don't know his plan for the dial until yeah, almost way too late. Almost we need and, exposition. And what's crazy too is I, I, I know like in Raiders and the previous movies, like maybe they cut a little bit to the villains like subplot, but in this, it felt like we were with Mads and his guys a lot, <laughs> yeah, like a lot where they're doing shit. And then there's this random. Uh, Shanette Renee Wilson character where it's like, is she a good guy? Is she a bad guy? Oh, wait, she gets murdered by the bad guy. So yeah. I think, that I think, seems problematic. Well, they're, like, trying, they're trying to set up that in this time period, you know, there's there's CIA doing God knows what. You don't know what they're up to. You don't know who they're working for. And they're just trying to add to that paranoia with that crew. But I agree. It's like ultimately what does that get you it's indiana jones keep it simple keep it simple y'all indiana jones and the path of destruction and innocent blood spill (laughs) (laughs) lucas is not going to get past that poor secretary who does they they fucking murder antonio banderas Listen. Well, or am I getting ahead of myself? No, let's go to Antonio. Let's go straight to Antonio Banderas. He plays a fucking Spanish seafarer. And this is where. <laughs> it's got like three lines. This is where I got out. Because I was like, we're going to be out at sea for a while. This is where we return gloriously to the bathroom blooper. Fishkey's bathroom bloopers. Sorry. Was a blooper there? It was a blooper, bitch. It was a bleeper of a blooper. This is what you missed. You missed probably the only really good heartfelt scene between Wombat and Indy. Okay. Where and that connects it to the dial. Because the dial of destiny is such a MacGuffin. Yeah. That no one really wants to talk about it or explain it. They're just like, whoever has that controls time, they become God. And it's like, okay, I get that. But like, wh- like, what are you going to do? Like, yeah. what are you going to do? So she says to him, they're on the boat at night. Banderas has gone un- under deck to go to sleep. And she's like, what would you do if you could go back? And he brings up his son, Mutt Williams. Oh, I missed the you explanation. Missed the mutt. What do you think happened, Bishki? What do you think yeah, happened to Mutt? What's your guess? Oh, they say what happened to Mutt? Yes. Um, I'm going to say, um, not autoerotic asphyxiation, no asphyxiation, not suicide. No. Okay. Uh, then, uh, then let me know. I would go back and tell my son not to join the war. Oh, he died. Korean war. (laughs) 69. It was like the beginning of Vietnam. Oh, Vietnam. Okay. Vietnam. Yeah. Okay. Got it. He died. And Marion. My wife couldn't get over it, and our marriage didn't survive. <laughs> oh, that was all wow. lost on me. I thought, I thought 
I, I thought they just... That is some Simpsons poochie shit, and it shows you just how petty and vindictive Spielberg and screenwriter David Kep are. For <laughs> but just it was like, a good scene, though. Oh, like, man. I loved that scene. It was but a, yeah, they were it was pissing a, on Mutt, It was sure. a good scene that set up the perfect live rewrite that never came. Oh, you got a live rewrite? This is a live rewrite, baby. Oh! Do it live! I'll write it, and we'll do it live! So, yeah, when he tells her, Wombat, that heartfelt story, you're right. It's like the only soulful moment in the movie. The only one. I'm thinking, oh, wow, they're going to use the Dial of Destiny to go back in time to Vietnam to, like, save Mutt. We're going to get this epic Shia LaBeouf <laughs> cameo where he's just, you know, completely, like, crazy. You they're going to go back to before he badmouthed Crystal Skull. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like, they, it, it's not, it has nothing to do with Indy's personal history. So it's even more fucking random and arbitrary and just silly. Yeah. So, what's the live rewrite? I zoned out on that live rewrite. <laughs> yeah, live rewrite was like they go back to Vietnam to to save Mutt, oh, okay. getting some kind of like you know archaeological adventure in Southeast Asia, <laughs> which ends with like you know them getting out of Saigon with like you know Indy like punching people to get like on the chopper. He finds yeah. the five blood. I'm gold. on board. I'm on board with getting that goddamn dial and. Doing well, some time travel. Well, listen, though. The bathroom blooper ain't over. Oh, what? You were still gone when they established that there's eels down there, and they all got the dive team together to go look for the other half of the dial or whatever they were going to find down there. You missed the entire dive. You missed them finding it. You missed a whole sea of eels coming out yeah, and scaring to, the shit out of them. I had to them. get popcorn, too. So. I, I couldn't help but think of the Titan submersible uh, <laughs> yes. at that scene. For some reason, I was like, are they going to implode? Wait, I guess they can't because they're not inside like a submersible. Yeah. <laughs> so they get some coded tablet down there that uh, I, can't, I can't even get into all the all the whoop de doo about <laughs> but they kill Antonio Banderas for no reason they kill the, and his buddy his first mate the Nazis come they kill Antonio oh. Wombat throws some dynamite into the into the fucking boat blows up the boat and she's they, super happy about it Indy's like why are you so happy when they just murdered my friend she's like right right I'm sorry about that and we're looking at her watches and there's like at least an hour that's left. when, oh, that's when Lucas like, leans over and he's like we got another hour of this shit <laughs> So they head to Sicily. Uh, and no, wait, before they head to Sicily, Mads Mikkelsen, the bad guy, picks up binoculars and is like, they're heading west. <laughs> yeah. It's at the beast. It must be Sicily. <laughs> and we we do have a new uh, short round type um, spider character. I was just about to bring up uh, Teddy. Very forgettable. <laughs> But he's all right. He, he does what he needs to do. This is where the cry macho comes in. No, you have K. Hugh Kwan come back. Yes. As short round. Hell as, yeah. And those three are going yes. around the world. Then you got a movie. Or Kate Capshaw. Imagine if she was in Tangier just like <laughs> singing. There was like a moment where they looked at each other and just. Well, that's and it. we have a Sala cameo and he's begging. He's begging Indy to let him come with. He's like, I brought my passport. Yeah, but he's it, like, I want to go on an adventure. But with Indy you. should have been like, no, Sala, they just murdered my university assistant <laughs> by shooting her in the back. I don't want to see someone else die too. He should have brought Sala. Sala looked ready. Like, Sala looked like uh, he was struggling to get around, sort of. Right, but they both are. But he wasn't CG. He was Thank real. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. So anyway, Sicily, they kidnap our little boy. <sighs> and <laughs> the way they handle not immediately going after him to help him, Indy's just like, 
Oh, they're just going to use him. They're not going to kill him. They're going <laughs> to use him. What does that mean? So they go into the, the ear of Dionysus, this giant cave. And we go down the catacombs forever. We're in the, fucking, we're in the fucking cave. Like, and there's no, there's no action. They're just like kind of they're roaming around. around. And they seem to know their way around really well. Like everyone's yeah. running in circles, but like bumping into each other yeah. and just catching each other. Like, yeah, you got to spice that section. It, up. it became the Goonies. It was like Indiana Jones and the Goonies at that point. This was not my favorite section of the film. No. But we get a little uh, reprise of the uh, bugs from. Temple of Doom. No snakes. They're climbing the wall. And, and why was he like reacting like he was scared when he he'd been scared. through bugs like before? He's like, been through it all before. He's only afraid of snakes, not yeah. bugs. But he's climbing the wall and he has more Temple of Doom uh, nostalgia. That He's like only talking about Temple of Doom stuff. He's and she like, doesn't even acknowledge it. He's like, yeah, I drank the blood of Kali. She's like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, I keep I, uh, climbing. It's I, like, I, I suffered voodoo doll consequences. I would have stopped him and like, wait a second. Wait a second. You drank what? <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> so anyway, they get to the tomb of Archimedes and it stinks in there. And I just loved seeing ancient Harrison Ford's disgusted smelling face and he's just like methane don't breathe and she's like don't breathe and then they both continue to breathe so anyway yada 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 they get they get into the tomb they get the other half of the dial and then finally, finally star trek generations the nexus is open baby and of course mad shows up right away and uh uh, he gets, he gets, he gets it. He puts, he puts the dial back together, and fucking Spider Kid is up on like a like a statue. This is their big plan, and he just kind of like, woo, jumps down on <laughs> on the scenario like that's on cowboy holding. move. And he and they they have like a giant goon who's with him, and I'm like, okay, every every Indiana Jones movie usually has like a giant guy that Indy has to go up against and use some weird thing to, you know, kill him. Uh, plane propeller in the first one, rock crusher in the second one, yada, yada. So he goes off with the kid and they go washing down to like a, like a Goonies, like water slide. And they kind of hit this grate underneath the water and the big guy just drowns. He uh, handcuffed him. Right. Yeah. But that's it. Like this huge dude yeah. who you could have any sort of cool like face off with. Nah, we're just going to drown that that guy. Yeah, I think he should have got <laughs> eaten by the bugs or something. You something, know, like he, like he gets trapped in the bug room. Anyway, so Indy gets shot in the chest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shoulder. Left shoulder blade. It like, looked like the chest to it me. Was, it was like up, upper left chest. Yes, yeah, something where it's more than just an arm. He probably would have died of a heart attack or from shock <laughs> if we were being like you know realistic. He would or have died from one punch from these guys <laughs> if we're being really realistic. But anyway, for some reason, they take Indy up into this plane. Mads gets his Nazi uniform on, finally reveals what he wants to do, which is. He wants to go back and kill Hitler so that he can become Hitler? so that he can become Hitler because he saw all the mistakes being made. Bad, bad plan. But yeah. Anyway. Mm. 
And I leaned over to Lucas. I'm like, that's Ron DeSantis going back in time and <laughs> doing Trump right. So that's the question I asked Lucas. I'm like, why did they take Indy up in the plane? Yeah, I shrugged. I, at that point, I, I was like, I have no idea. Because Mads was like, take him with us. Cause they we shot might, him we once. Might, we might need some Just calculations. Just shooting I, him in the head. I know why. Why? So Indy could say, continental drift. <laughs> <laughs> so they have these coordinates and they're going to fly the plane through this time rift. A fissure, an anal fissure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Indy is like trying to psych him out. And he's like, continental drift, <laughs> continental drift. You didn't compensate for the continental 2, drift. 2,000 years for your calculation. <laughs> you're, you're 10 degrees off, your Swiss cheese. <laughs> All the while, Wombat... <laughs> This is a problem with this action sequence. Uh, she's she's riding a motorcycle in the in a fucking storm towards the plane that's trying to take off. Mutt Williams could have done it because he was established as a greaser biker, but she's just like what a thief? Yeah. How does she know how to ride a bike at night? No, she fucking expertly handles this bike, and this the kid Spider Two he also theoretically knows how to fly a plane. You see him kind of practicing theoretical plane flying earlier and so he's gonna take off as well like i didn't understand what they were doing no i didn't understand the plan and when you don't know what's going on in an action sequence it's like all you could throw all the money in the world at it and it's not going to do anything because yeah. you don't know what's happening. Just get rid of Spider Two. Like Teddy, <laughs> Teddy does not need to be. But around. he's crucial. It's a, it's as well. He's crucial to get him out. They yeah. they reverse engineered this so all the pieces would be in place, but it doesn't make sense going forward. No, it doesn't yeah. make sense what they're doing. <laughs> what she's actually doing is she's trying to get up into the landing gear. So she can get up onto the plane, which is a normal action thing. Mm -hmm. She gets up into the plane and spiders on their tail. <laughs> we get the continental drift yelling. And then, I mean, this has got to be the salad dragon. Mm -hmm. The Salad Dragon. A scene in a movie that is so bizarre, baffling, or transcendent that it instantly justifies the price of admission. Or Reese Witherspoon's leafy transformation in A Wrinkle in Time. <laughs> in more ways than one, they fly through the anal fissure. <laughs> and we ain't going back to 1939. We initially, oh, initially... Mads thinks that they, they did it. He's like, I did it. We own the past. And this is where I was really tuning in. I'm like, holy shit. They should, like, if you have a dial of destiny, right? Yeah. Like, let's dial some destiny up. Let's Bill let's, and Ted yeah. this shit. Hell yeah. Let's, let's go to Vietnam. Let's do more than one of these things. Anyway. Yeah. anyway. No, bring that in much sooner in the movie. Anyway. And I'm, go Bill and Ted all around I'm, time. I'm sure we'll be bringing that up again. But. Okay. What actually happens is <laughs> they, they, they're flying through the, the clear blue sky. They look down and they're like, huh, this doesn't, this doesn't quite look like World War II. Oh, shit. We're in fucking 200 BC or some such. We're in like ancient Rome <laughs> this is origins. Fucking, this, is a, this is the wrong war. 
and you see like these ships and these these catapults and these giant spears flying through the air and it pays off to like something dr jones was lecturing in his like it's history exactly class. what he and, was lecturing and, and everyone was bored and they like weren't into it but it was, you know, it was the battle of syracuse it's it's history come to life and <laughs> and he's like they do move in herds <laughs> yeah so I was fully on board at this point. You see Archimedes working on his <laughs> dial. Yeah. And everybody's everybody's looking up at the planes and they're uh, like, dragons. there's dragons. There be dragons. <laughs> <laughs> like, holy shit. Like, think of how badly that could have gone mm-hmm. in a movie like this. Like, think of how bad like Spielberg on autopilot would have cocked this up. You know, but it's it's fun and it's fucking exciting. Yeah. Indy going back to the origins of everything he's into. It's great. Yeah. So (laughs) the uh, the plane, you know, they dispatch with all the Nazis. The plane crashes. Archimedes gets a watch off of Mads that we saw at the tomb that connects. I mean, the time travel aspect you probably can't put too big of a microscope up to <laughs> because they keep talking about like, you know, Indy wants to stay. He just wants to like stay and recline on the grass and watch it all unfold. And I kind of almost want him he to. Should've, he should have, man. <laughs> That's, that was where I was like, wow, they're doing this. He like- should have, but Wombat keeps saying you can't stay or you'll alter history. Well, guess what? It's already altered. It's already fucking altered. Like, you what are you... Nazis t- falling from the sky on these ships. Archimedes grabbing a watch. <laughs> like, what are you... Like, <laughs> like, that can't be your Good. reason to keep Indy from his fucking wettest dream imaginable. Yeah. Living the history. But I know we got to cart up our sleeve to, to bring in Why we really need to bring Indy back to the present. But. Big laughs when... She- <laughs> She just punches his lights out to fucking get him back to the present. Yeah, and thank God that's how quickly it went. Right, I was like I was like, how we're gonna fly back how through this the fissure? Fuck, are we gonna get out of here? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he's back. He's back in his apartment, and uh, <laughs> who comes in with Spider Two We got Marion. Karen Allen is back, y'all. Woo-hoo. I'm your new damn I divorcee. I can't help it. Like I just, just when her eyes started tearing up, yeah, my, yeah. my eyes. I just couldn't yes. help it because I love yes. Karen Allen so much. And Sol, oh, Sol, Sol just, pokes his head just, in just despite briefly. everything that or anything that came before. Like I just can't. The moment between those two elderly, yep. it's just too. I wanted, too much history. I wanted a full like they do the where does it hurt kiss you know routine. Yeah, I wanted the the John Williams music to just trail off. <laughs> it's just natural sound, and they just have like a very explicit sex scene. <laughs> like that's oh, imagine like House of Gucci, that. like House of yeah, Gucci. Yeah, that gets and, kind of like. And then the camera pans over to his neighbors that were partying. They're like, "Dude, Dr. Jones, man!" And then they like put on a record, <laughs> and it's like Al Green, and we just end on like that. Yeah, like yeah. The, like the end of uh, Wild Orchid. If you if if you track that movie down. <laughs> yes. Please. The Wild Orchid remix. Yeah, yeah that would be great. So the last shot is his Indy's hat on a on a clothesline and the iris kind of closes in around it and then he pulls it in 
What is that to say? Like, is that, that like a sex thing? Yeah, yeah. He's gonna wear the hat while he's na- naked or whatever. Right? That's how I interpret. No, it. I interpreted like <laughs> we got Indy Seven coming. Okay. Or Indy Six. What? Six. I'm sorry. I thought I, it I was guess. a sex thing. Like okay. that would even be funnier if the iris almost closed on the hat. He pulled it in. The iris opens back up, and then they're just naked. With naked. Like, like she's he- wearing the hat, riding him. <laughs> And the whip is involved. And then Sala, <laughs> Sala sticks his head back Guys, in. I was tearing up. I don't need this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nishki. We'll let you have your beautiful ending. Yeah. Oh. Let's go to them, Indiana Bones! I can feel it in the bones. Woo! So, who do we start with here? I think we're going to do a little love and light sandwich, maybe. Fishki, you are first to bone. First to bone. I, I came in <laughs> with very low expectations. Yes. I heard some mixed things from different people checking in, and and so I, I didn't know what to expect, but I do want to tip my hat to Mr. John Williams. Yeah, Johnny Williams. Doing the heavy lifting of scoring almost every moment of this film he's coming out of fableman's strong yeah and um you guys thought fableman's was his final round no not a chance no and yeah he's playing hollywood bowl this summer again it's just he's just incredible and and the music you know riffing on a lot of the old themes but but i I I still think it keeps the action sequences moving yeah i like how like the the theme would sneak in here and there. Like every once in a while, we get the full like full throated dun 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 when he yeah. was doing something real good, like jumping around on the train top. But then there'd be times when he would kind of fuck up his action a little bit, so the music would mirror that. It would be like dun 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 dun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was like yeah. asking a question, like I don't know, can he pull this off? <laughs> yeah, I thought the music was good. Yeah, um, the music did a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah, and and it had the action sequences. Yeah, but when we go, I mean, I did go to the bathroom, so I missed part of it. But when we go off in Antonio Banderas, and we go off to sea, and then we go to the catacombs, there's a, yeah. about a half an hour to forty five minutes that I'm just like, oh god, this is. You know, because the other indie movies are all like two hours, and yeah. that's like a good runtime for an indie yeah, movie. And they, and they move at a steady clip. And they like, move. There's yeah. there is an urgency and a pace to those first three. Yeah, and they're not like there's not a ton of like there's no flashbacks. Yeah, th- yeah. Just keep it simple. <laughs> you know, you don't need like tons of villains and like complex relationships with your co-star. Just goddaughter, goddaughter. Um, but I like Phoebe. Is my introduction to her. I think she. You did. know, Fleabag's only two seasons. I, Real short. I, I've heard good things. Come on, bitch. And then didn't like Teddy Spider 2.0. I thought Teddy was all right, but um, I think I'm gonna. Even though I teared up, and I was, I was almost gonna mm. go. I, I think. Ooh. I mean, it's better than. I mean, I gave a half bone. <laughs> okay. Roger Ebert Memorial to Crystal Kingdom Skull. of Crystal Skull. Yeah. But this one's definitely much better than that. How much, though? But I, I'm going to give it two bones. Two bones! Utah, give me two. Yeah, because I'm not indie. I'm not like, they're all four bones. I'm kind of like, Star Wars is more my thing, whatever. I love the action <laughs> of the first three. Yeah. And, and this one, like, I think captures the spirit, but it just gets lost in the woods in the middle. Gets lost in the cave. Got lost in the catacombs. So 
anyway, two bones. Two bones. A worthy final goodbye. Dun, 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 dun. Final? <laughs> dun, I, don't dun, dun, dun. I don't know. Oh, Brother Lucas, it feels good to be back. Unleash hell. Man, man, oh, man. Uh, I'm a big fan of the original trilogy. Yeah. I think Raiders and Last Crusade are four bones. You came over dressed uh, in indie regalia when we did our quadrilogy. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not the hugest fan of Temple of Doom, but I have much respect for for the action in it because it is it is just insane, pulling people's hearts out and stuff. Yeah, Crystal Skull and this Dial of Destiny, they they both feel too little, too late. You know, like mm. I feel like if I was Spielberg, I would have made Crystal Skull. You know, right after Harrison Ford did Air Force One, you know, where he's like, get off my plane. Right. I'd be like, holy shit, he's still got some, you know, piss and vinegar in him. Let's get him back in the fedora <laughs> and leather jacket and make one more like in the late 90s, like 98, yeah, yeah. 99, like when Lethal Weapon 4 came out. Sure. Could have been Indy 4, could have been the summer of 4. <laughs> and then when you do Dial of Destiny, yeah, you do it, you know, in 08 or in the early 2010s right. or whatever. You move it all up. Because honestly... Like, I don't think anyone asked to see, like, a 80-year-old man, you know, dress up like this and do what he does best, which is, like, you know, punch Nazis and stuff. Because, like, it just, it's just unseemly. Like, it just doesn't, like, I just can't take it seriously at all. Like, Top Gun Maverick, yeah, you can let it slide because Tom Cruise drinks, like, you know, virgin blood and worships the <laughs> altar of Xenu and has, like, the best hair dye, like, money can buy. It's true. And he's like sitting in a plane the whole movie, right? So there's a suspension of disbelief there. Whereas right. in this, I, I was like, oh shit, I didn't realize they were going to deep fake de-age him for like a third of the movie. Like, it's holy, not a third. Holy shit, like they're really going deep on this. And then, yeah, when when we meet, meet up with him, I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Like this is like a little, you know, interesting start. And then all of a sudden... He's doing all these things that I know, like a sixty-five-year-old would be having trouble with, and the fact or that he's forty-five-year-old. Yeah, I'm just like, uh, this, 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 this doesn't feel right to it, me. It is such an indication of the fact that we have no real action stars anymore. You know, like we, what do we have? Vin Diesel, The Rock. Like that's not, that's not real. Like Harrison Ford was real, and we are going to ride him much like Marion in the imagined ending into the fucking sunset and beyond and beyond because that deep fake stuff is only getting better. So That's, yeah. That is a chilling window into, you know, Oh, young Jack Nicholson stars in a new movie in 2028, you know, Ooh, it's going to be rough. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But it's tough. Cause like I'm, I'm watching this movie trying to do as many like live rewrites in my head that I can, but like, it's almost a fool's errand because, you know, there's four of these movies already. And the last one, you know, should have just like told you to let, let it, let sleeping dogs lie. Like, let it go. Like Indiana, Indiana, <laughs> let it go. You know, like you can't but keep they going to back let to it well. linger. And so to come back with an 80 year old indie, it, it's just like, we're broken as a society, <laughs> as like a creative community. Our member berries nostalgia trip is just ruining us. It's an aboro snake eating its tail. Like it's a copy of a copy of a copy of a deep fake and it's so half-assed and you got like five credited writers all heavyweights all a-list writers and this is like the dreck they come up with mm. like archimedes and and phoebe waller bridge like speaking in italian like hell yeah 
Oh, no, I would not greenlight this. So as much as I would love to give this like one bone for Harrison Ford, oh, I cannot. Shit. This is a woof. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I did something I never do in movies. I got to go to the bathroom and I took my time so I could vape and get like a little bit of a buzz to like soldier through the second like 90 minutes. Oh, boy. Well, Oof. listen, folks, we're back, y'all. You get. Mm, okay. <laughs> Lucas just woofed it. He woofed it hard. Listen, this You can't kill all those innocent people and expect me yeah. to greenlight that shit. That is not an idea that I want to put money into. I'm, I, I agree. And then Indy's like, yeah, helping them do shit? Like, fuck off. The second... The he didn't even kill the bad guys that shot Antonio Banderas. The plane crashed. The Romans killed them. They didn't even get their faces melted off. They just crashed. <laughs> That's the lamest shit ever. <laughs> Listen, y'all. Whoops, and oh, the Nazis helping short round, like, fly the plane. What happened to that Nazi? Did he punch him out, too? Or did they let it slide? I think that was just a normal dude who had a plane. Maybe. I don't think that I was a know. Nazi. I don't know why that know, dude was in. I don't know who that guy was. But that should have been Dan Aykroyd. Anyway, yeah. listen, y'all. It ain't that bad, okay? <laughs> it ain't that bad. I had a fun time. I enjoyed myself. The actions, the set pieces were great. I just couldn't get over the de-aging and the Spider-Man motion up atop the, the train. It took me out of it. But I was I was squinting and I was straining and I was trying to keep my brain on the rails to give it as much of a chance as possible. And I did enjoy myself. <sighs> I just wish they would have completely used the Dial of Destiny's promise. Yeah. Like, that was my main issue. Once I realized that we were fucking going BC. Dude, they should have done the Back to the Future Part 2 where there's like four indies from four different time there's periods so all working together and arguing with each other. It would have been wild. It would have been wild. Indie time traveling, there's so much you can do with that. So much. And we got one time jump through the anal fissure. We could have had, had a Mutt Williams force ghost appear. Yes. yes. Which we probably would have had other big problems with, but <laughs> at least, you know, swing, like, don't just make it a MacGuffin for almost all of the fucking movie. Yeah. Like, incorporate it. Incorporate it into the, like, the part where he talks about going back to tell his son not to enlist and when they finally do jump in time those were the two times where i was like holy shit movie magic mm -hmm. just a lost opportunity and i'm sure five credited writers imagine the uncredited writers well, phoebe waller bridge probably took a pass and i also read some headline that the actress uh Shanette Renee Wilson had an issue with how her character got killed and she said it was hashtag problematic or offensive and they had to like change it or something but they're being vague about what it was but sure I have an idea maybe there's so many cooks in this kitchen and the fact that they did make that time jump and it did end up in the movie that's something that's something of a minor miracle in this day and age with the spirit of love and light and the enjoyment that I had. It is too long. We get lost in the catacombs. There's a lot of other shit that ain't quite right. But I'm going to drop two and a half on this motherfucker. Mm -hmm. That's how much fun I had. And if they would have Bill and Tedded it up a little bit more, I would have bumped it up to three for sure. Yeah. But, oh, man, I, I would love to see Cranky Harrison Ford, like, end up in the 80s, like, end up, like end up everywhere you know like it, yeah just throw a dart have me jesus like yeah. 
anytime throw a dart at, at the fucking time space continuum and I'm like yeah I'd like to see that sure he's, he's like he goes back in time to the Temple of Doom movie where he's yes. like setting up the mine card track so like his past <laughs> self can survive it and he's back in the kitchen and he's like all oh, this stuff's gonna be problematic when they bring it out onto the table you're gonna wanna you know ixnay on the unky brains bay you know anyway that's Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny y'all and we <laughs> We got so much classic LodgeCast material coming up. Yeah, some bonus apps. We have not been resting during our break. No, we have been working hard for you. We've been seeing some amazing and some not so amazing films. And so next week, you're going to notice we're going to use the Dial of Destiny on ourselves. And we're going to be going back in time a little bit. Because you're going to be catching up with all the stuff we've recorded over break. Yeah. We're going to be jumping through time. <laughs> we did our homework. And extra credit A++. It belongs <laughs> in a museum. It's, I mean, I get giddy thinking of all the stuff that you're about to hear, y'all. <laughs> like, <laughs> Stay tuned. Some good shit. Smash that like, subscribe, yes. comment button. Yes, give us a give us a review on iTunes too. Come on, now. or call the hot the Lodgecast hotline. <laughs> the leave, hotline's leave still hot open. Take. Yeah, leave your bone count for Dial of Destiny. <laughs> I haven't right. received a call, but dial for your destiny. <laughs> That's right, y'all. We're back, baby. Love We're and back. Light. Love and light. Love and light. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. What's up, class? Brother Anthony here, your obtainer of rare antiquities and resident Indiana Jones expert and lover to let you know that your destiny is to go see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny right now. I've seen it twice. Both times I cheered. Both times I cried. Both times I whipped out my bullwhip and just flung it around and swung from the raptors. I loved it. Um, This is my favorite character of all time. So I went in with obviously a little you know, love and light, but also a little bit of trepidation given how things turned out 15 years ago. I am happy to report that this is a fitting finale right off into the sunset for Dr. Henry Walton Jones Jr. I would give it more if I could, but I'm giving this four Indiana bones. I can't wait to see it again. And anyone who gave this a woof, you have chosen poorly. Love and light.
a fissure, an anal fissure. 